You know how we've been talking about iPhones being made in India? Remember that? We were talking about that? Moving production away from China in a number of different ways. Actually, even prior to the whole trade situation, the incentive that the Indian government was giving to Apple to say, hey, make some iPhones here, at least for our domestic market, they first implemented this thing in India that, that hey, you could skip over some of the taxation... Uh, will provide you some incentives to sell products here that were partially manufactured here, uh, particularly in the smartphone department. And other manufacturers rushed to do that because India has become such an important marketplace for smartphone sales. So Samsung was there, Oppo, Vivo, so on and so forth. They were making their phones there that were going to be sold there. But today we have a story come out that is kind of the next level of this incentive. It's uh, it's something that I'm sure India as a country had hoped for. And pr probably to a certain extent, the trade situation in China uh, requires some attention for this thing taking place, requires some uh, um, responsibility. It, it, it requ requires, uh, it's part of the analysis. Well, it's part. it's part of the, reason for something like this to take place it's got to be because we've also been covering all these stories recently about how uh companies have had to diversify their manufacturing to potentially avoid this 25 percent tariff at least for products destined for the united states well this story here is talking about how now those iphones made in india not just destined for india but instead they're starting to pop up internationally not just for the domestic market and this is a big big deal it might not sound like a big deal to you but it is a big deal because apple was very strict about that in the past that the iphones destined for europe the united states were coming from the same foxconn facility or the same region within china and that these indian made smartphones would only be for the indian market to avoid uh, higher price points and more money going to the government in india if it was strictly an import this seems to imply well maybe two things Maybe the smartphones being manufactured in India, the iPhones being manufactured in India, are good enough to meet their criteria. Maybe they're like, wow, these are, uh, this, is, this is fine. We're happy with this quality control assurance and whatever else. Maybe those uh, assembly lines are outperforming original expectations to the point at which they're like, we've got this extra, this abundance. Uh, let's ship from that location rather than uh, only the, the singular source in China. That's reason number one. Reason number two, let's see if we can do this. Because all the uh, tumultuous stuff going on, China, U.S., and so forth, it's like we've got these operations here in India. Let's see if we can amp it up a little bit and export some of the stuff that's being manufactured there as a proof of concept for an eventual reality in which Maybe we see this diversification being necessary for source for for iPhone sourcing. So the uh, these iPhones manufactured in India being exported to countries in Europe for the time being. But like I said, that's a that's a, a signal. And uh, originally, the, the entire goal was just to avoid import taxes in India. But now they could like like I said previously, they could avoid the Chinese import taxes in places like. Uh, like the U.S., they could use a similar strategy to this. 
it's a small number for the time being, according to this report here on 9to5Mac. Uh, the number of models exported is below 100,000 units a month. So it's relatively insignificant, which to me is also an indicator that this is a kind of experiment. And it doesn't take away the importance. It's an insignificant number in, in the scope of, of iPhone's manufacturing. But if it proves to work, if, uh, if everything goes fine, if these units are of comparable quality to the stuff they would get from elsewhere, you could imagine them quickly amplifying this expanding their operations in India specifically. This is a this has implications globally as far as where our products are sourced in general. Because the iPhone and smartphones, but more so the iPhone has always been this kind of like symbol of manufacturing, this symbol of innovation. And a, a symbol not just of U.S. prominence in the global marketplace, but also Chinese prominence in the global marketplace. That, like, you need something like this made, you come to China. And historically, that's been the case. And so if this goes down, the, the signal is not just strictly in the territory of iPhone and Apple. The, the signal is also for manufacturing as a whole and which countries are going to be or can be the global source for manufacturing. If you can make an iPhone in India, what can't you make in India? You see what I mean? Again, not just for their domestic market, but for export elsewhere. You go in, are you making headphones in India? Are you making laptops in India? Are you making, I mean, any of these things that show up on the show here, any of these things being sent to us, could they potentially be made in India? We've seen other smartphones get exported that were made in India. Smartphones from Oppo, smartphones from Xiaomi, things like this. It opens up a whole can of worms. And you know who can't be happy about this? China. Mm -hmm. China can't be happy about it. What do you mean? Stealing all their business. What do you mean, man? You're going to send uh, Indian-made smartphones to the rest of the world. Now, for the time being, it's iPhone 6 and iPhone 7 models. Because that was sort of where the core focus was originally. Because those models, domestically in India, were affordable for, for, for the average smartphone sale price. More affordable than the latest models. But as you know, Apple recently started experimenting with iPhone 10 manufacturing in India as well. So it's, again, signals. Stuff is changing. The world is changing. The effects of this trade situation alongside other domestic situations like the the what was imposed by the Indian government have led to these bizarre kind of workarounds and these bizarre types of flow but they have they, they they've worked as a proof of concept that this can happen and will probably continue to happen production of iPhone 11 from Foxconn in India could reach 250,000 units per month and 75% of that number due to be exported to other markets. It doesn't sound like a lot in iPhone terms. It's talking millions and millions of units. Well, but it's significant for it's significant for two reasons. It's the Indian source and it's the iPhone 11. It's the actual latest version. They haven't done that before. Previously, the phones being made domestically in India were the other ones, the, 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 the last generation for the domestic market. Very interesting. I, you know, shout out. To India, I don't know about the local politics there, but you can't deny the original implementation of the like made in India concept is what led to this eventual outcome of now that brand, the world's most valuable brand on any given day, or at least close to it, Apple, having this footprint there and employing Indian people. That, this wouldn't, wouldn't have happened otherwise if there was no incentive to set up the structures in the first place, which started just for the domestic market because of that uh, restriction.
because of that taxation. So do you think there's going to be a lot more people in India using iPhones? No. No. I think, uh, I think Apple lost in India. Like from the perspective of the Indian customer. I still don't think they have a good product for India. The iPhone XR retails for more than the S10. Well, wouldn't India. it make it cheaper if it's manufactured in... It is. It did get cheaper. But not enough to... Not enough to be... You know the Indian market, man. It's, just, it's, just, it's heavy, man. Yeah. It's heavy. What was it? There's the, a lot of competition. There. What was it? The the Redmi K20 Pro that we featured. You can't even keep yeah. it together, all the models. Yeah. You can't even keep it together. <laughs> but... Like Note 7 or something. Yeah, I mean, we looked at... Pro. Let me tell you, three, two, three hundred dollars, Will. You're getting, yeah. you're getting... That's value. You're getting heavy specs. Dude, Apple can't play in that department. So what about this way? What about interacting with the Indian marketplace in a different way like this as a, from a manufacturing perspective? Very interesting. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Apple will will uh will be will become more competitive there in other ways. Maybe they'll 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 look at the marketplace differently. Maybe it's not over yet, but they definitely are behind in that domestic market. Mm -hmm. Uh but nonetheless interacting with India in a in a prominent way, in my opinion. I think this is very significant news. Your next iPhone, no matter where you are in the world, may come from India. That's that's significant. That's a big change. It's a big shift. Mm -hmm. Now, staying on the topic of uh, China, because it's, I mean, it's hard to not focus on China at this time, given uh, where we're at with the, the trade and so forth, and even stories like the last one, you may know uh, there's a little event going on right now, Will, in California and Anaheim, VidCon. Oh, yeah. I'll I mean, I'm not at VidCon, obviously. A few people asked me if I was going to be at VidCon. I haven't been to VidCon in years. It's like, hey, you know, no, no offense to anybody, but when the screaming teenage girls took it over, I felt out of place. I'm being honest. <laughs> like, I just, what am I doing? I felt like, a, who let this guy in? Hell, this guy here belongs uh, on... Beard. This guy here, he belongs on a leather sofa, oh. you know, near a fireplace, listening to a, a jazz record. Yeah. Uh, smelling a, a cigar. Smelling a fine whiskey. Yeah. Wh whiskey, and so forth, as you know. The, who let him out of the house? Who let him? The, who let him into Southern California? Nobody was screaming for me. Well, I mean, people came up. Uh, hey, Lou, how's it going? Love your video. No problem there. But it wasn't, ah, oh, my God. Ah. No. Well, you see, and I can't say I mind, to be honest. Yeah. I don't even know what I would do with that energy. Anyhow, so I'm not at VidCon, but you know who's at VidCon, Will? China is at VidCon. The entire country is there. Oh. And they're not the entire country is there, but Chinese tech companies are coming for America's influencers. You know about this, Will. They want you. You know about this. You've been in it. Well, we've been in it. And you're not going to be in this business for very long without getting approached from every tech company on the planet. I'm just going to be honest with you. You are wanted. You got eyeballs. You are wanted material. We've seen it happen. Man, hashtag ad, baby. Woo! Kirk knows about it. He's the one typing it out half the time. How dare you, Kirk? Anyway... Tencent, you know Tencent. They're not messing around. Big dogs in the game. Media in China, Tencent. Internet, China, Tencent. Mm -hmm. uh, 
They're going to host an event in California aimed at YouTube stars at the same time as VidCon, try to pull away some of the people from VidCon and go, you know what? It's time for you to get on our on our platforms. Because, of course, in China, they got their, all their own stuff, own video sites and social media sites and so on. And you know what's been so disruptive in China specifically is uh, what's the really short form one? TikTok. Oh, yeah. But is it TikTok specifically or is it like a Chinese version of TikTok? I feel like there's a Chinese version. Is it a Chinese TikTok? TikTok is from China. I'm talking about TikTok. Yeah, executives from TikTok, which is owned by ByteDance, they disrupted the whole thing. Tencent's like, how dare you all on TikTok. From what I can tell, there's certain things happening, inter-social inter, uh, inter media beef. So many players. You got uh, Baidu is in there. Tencent's in there. Uh, Billy Billy's in there. Well... And some of them have started to block links to the alternative social media platforms. You, you remember this? This used to happen. You block the links. Like how Instagram has no, you can't link out, or they make it hard to do so. Well, some of these, if, if you try to link to some of these other videos, like they block you. They're like, nah, you can't go there. We're not going to make that easy on you. We're not going to allow that to happen. So they're, they're all scrambling. Uh, there's this, uh, the popularity of Du Yin, which is China's equivalent to TikTok. That's what I'm talking about. Du Yin. Yep. See, I couldn't find a name. See, I don't use this stuff. I'm not in China. What can I do? Du Yin. It's shaken China's technology industry, according to Bloomberg here. And companies like e-commerce giant Alibaba and search leader Baidu and, of course, Tencent, they're trying to defend their turf. So you know what you do, Well, You try to defend your turf? You go to Anaheim in California. Okay? You understand? You go to VidCon, and you, and you find yourself a couple of YouTubers, a couple of tubers. You say, save, uh, we're, we're under attack. Du Yin is coming for us. Yeah. We, need, uh, we need you to get on the camera there. You, we need you to shake around. Do some DIYs. DIY, quick edits. Some vlogs. Karaoke uh, vlog. Puts, do Make all up. that stuff. For Make us. would be good. For us. And then we're going to differentiate because yeah. we're going to have the media from around the world. So they're trying to get to WeChat. See, WeChat as well, the chat service, people don't know. If you're not in China, you don't know this stuff. But WeChat, that's uh, it's like their WhatsApp. But you can pay on there. It's so comprehensive. It's used by a billion plus people. And they, they have blocked links to Douyin on there. Imagine the number one messaging platform blocking links to the number one video site. It would be like WhatsApp blocking YouTube links. Like yeah. It's just like bananas, right? Like you can't post the link. So it's getting heavy. It's a turf war. And they're doing what anyone would do. You go to California, you go to Hollywood, and you go to YouTubers, and you find yourself some influencers. So they actually list a few who are going to be at the gathering. I believe they have listed, who is it? It's in here. It's in here somewhere. I think Azzy's going to be there. Will, you're a big fan. Uh, celebrities are going to sign some some autographs over there. They've got Jordy and Azzy. I don't know who Jordy is. <laughs> Do you know Jordy? No. No, nah, me either. It's just the two of them? I mean, it's probably a very important person. I don't know Jordy, but he's going to be there. And uh, the Fine Brothers. Executives from Fine Brothers Entertainment will be there as well. And who knows who else? You know they're going to be working to attract people who are at VidCon mm. to come to their event as well. 
But I'm telling you, man, China wants influencers, North American influencers. We can speak to it from personal experience, and they're going heavy-handed because the turf war continues. you got a lot of players in China that you don't even know about if you're not in China. There's a lot of ways to watch video, and there's a few players that are, that are uh, in combat right now, and they're coming for you, okay? You're a YouTuber. They're coming for you. What if they come for you? Like a $10 million deal right now. 10 mil. I'm out. See you later. No, I'm not out. <laughs> I say uh, thanks, but no thanks, you know? I got to be on here. I got to speak freely, Will. Mm. You understand? I got I to gotta look at the stuff. I got to see the news. I got to speak freely. I got to take, take a breath. Mm. Remember once in, uh, in the old days, I used to take a deep breath in a video. You go, <sighs> you see the way that feels? Mm. Do, do that for me, Will. You see that? Do it in the audience right now. You take a moment, you just... Deep though, deep though. That's all you need right there. That's it's the essence. It's in there somewhere, okay? So sometimes you got to take a deep breath. They try to throw 10 million at you. Take a deep breath. It ain't 10 million. Don't, don't, don't start thinking about all the things you're going to buy. Take a deep breath and become one with nature, with your environment, and uh, your better judgment will prevail. Got to keep your words as free as possible out here in this game. This is a hard game. It's a tough game. Yeah. It's a tough game, but there it is. China tech companies are coming for America's influencers. Oh, my goodness. Uh, did you see they came out with a new Nintendo Switch, Will? Yeah, the Switch Lite. Switch Lite. What a good idea. The Switch came out of nowhere. It was more successful than anybody expected. It was very weird and versatile, and it was on your TV, and the Joy-Cons were coming off, and... One, two, Switch, and everything is fun because Nintendo's fun. And Zelda was on there, and you take it on the go, and you got battery life, and it's got a kickstand. Nintendo Switch. Hmm. But then they're like, look, it's a bit pricey, and not everybody needs all that. So what about this? What about a Switch Lite? What about $199? You see? A couple different colors. Look how much fun you could have. Well, hmm. that's you on the left. You see? What do you got? Chips in front of you. There's some salsa there. Having a good time. And 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 this girl is just she's all about it. She's see? not even looking at the game. No, she she's doesn't see because she's so impressed that you gave her that that you brought the switch light. Yeah. You brought a couple of switch lights because they're 199. Mm -hmm. So you can afford it. So you were like, we go on the date, we sit on the same side of the table. I wear my denim shirt. You see? Of course. I blow dry the front part of the hair. As I do. And uh, I roll up the sleeves. And I wear the undershirt, mm. and I got the pearl on the buttons, and I hand you the switch because I brought the two, you see? Yeah. But don't touch my vibrant yellow one. You get the charcoal, whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, we play Mario Kart. There we go. We play Mario Kart while we're waiting for our chips and salsa. And our maybe, no, we got the chips and salsa. We're waiting for the main course. Yeah. And we play Mario Kart. We're waiting for the main course. And she's like, this guy got it all figured out. I don't even want to look at my Mario Kart because this guy just... She doesn't even know. This guy, he just he just was ready and prepared and and he, the, his fabric softener smells good. You understand? On a denim shirt. Yeah. And she can't even focus on the game. Look, she's not even holding the controller right. You see? She doesn't even care about the controller right now. Like the shoulder button, she's not even touching that. You know? Maybe she is. I don't know. Well, they're happy. They're Good having a great them. time. So this is you, Willie Do. Buy two 
switch lights, and then that's what mm. happens. You understand? So 199, it's more approachable. The controllers do not, there's no Joy-Con action anymore. It's just connected. It's a bit lighter because of that. Battery life supposedly the same. I think it's going to be a bit better because the screen's also ever so slightly smaller. Not a big deal. Comes in three colors. One thing that kind of annoyed me, it doesn't connect to the TV, which is like you feel like they could have given you that at least. Yeah. But I understand they're trying to get the price down and they're trying, maybe most importantly, to still... Uh, uh, create a purpose for the main switch because if right. this thing does that too then it's really just joy con and then you're like well i don't use i, I use it mostly connected so yeah. right because then it's too close so i i kind of understand why they didn't let you do that but i would say when i played the switch it was it was zelda it was on the tv oh, my, really? but my hands i can't ah what do i have arthritis i don't no, know no i can't either. i'm not comfy once I felt the Pro Controller for Switch, mm. how can I not use that? It's a very comfy controller, that controller. And, and, and so, like, how can I go to the small... But maybe I'm the wrong guy. I don't well, it's for kids. Yeah, well, maybe I'm the most, wrong guy. For the most what, part. For the most I mean, part. Maybe I'm the wrong guy. What am I doing? Uh, 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 where do I play on the go? What am I, where am I sitting? On a park bench? Yeah. I'm sitting on a park bench with that? I don't even know the last time I was on a park bench. Some people do. I get it. Okay, so you can do that. But I think it's going to be very popular. I think it's going to be very successful. They also changed the D-pad to a more classic style D-pad. Uh, slightly improved battery life, as I said. Bit of a smaller screen. I don't think it's going to offend anyone. It no longer has a brightness sensor. Instead, you'll have to adjust the brightness manually. Again, not a big deal. I think this thing's going to outsell the actual regular Switch. How about that? What do you think? Will it outsell the, the 3DS, you think? Yeah. Because it yeah. is super portable. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. They're going to sell a boatload. You understand, Will? Mm. Boatload. Remember, we talked about a boatload. Mm. How much is a boatload? A boatload. Yes, that's right. That's the perfect answer. I was worried about you for a minute. Yeah. I was worried about you because Otis was in the back. He was like, kind of like, you know, making some noise. And I, yeah. I, I just, I was worried about you for a second. You better get this right. So what more can you say? I mean, uh, Nintendo did a really awesome first look video. I love Nintendo's first look videos with the Japanese subtitles. And it's like the whole vibe is so friendly. And look at him. Look at this guy. Works for Nintendo. He just wants you to have fun. That's it. He, he, go, he says you can yeah. play Mario if you want. You mm. can play Zelda if you want. He tells you. And, uh, and also, it's a very upfront and honest video where they're like, it can't do these things. To be clear. Oh, okay. Like, you, you can't use your, you know, there's no Joy-Con. And then he goes on to say, you can't connect it to your TV. He, it's very uh, honest type of thing. But first here, he's showing off the original Switch, which is still very cool. But I think the light's going to be a big hit. So, I think I think you agree with me on that, Will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're on the record. Big hit. Mm -hmm. There it is. Uh, farewell to the 12-inch MacBook, the crazy overpriced experiment. I had this laptop. The 12-inch MacBook. And nobody seems to remember it. It's kind of like the forgotten MacBook. But this was when Apple was like, we're going to make the, the, this very thin, portable laptop with one port. We don't care. We're, this is the future. They probably want to make it with no ports. They're like, okay, we got we to charge it or something. So, had a single port on it. Type-C connector, of course. And it was pretty much as, as little as a laptop could be while maintaining a functional keyboard and what I would consider to be 
functional keyboard. Now, the problem was it was underpowered compared to the rest of the lineup. And as it aged, that became more apparent because it had the, uh, the M-series chip in it, at least by default, this, the uh, stock model. And it was expensive comparatively. Of course, that the image you're showing here is compared to the old Air because mm -hmm. the new Air is a different spec. And then when the new Air came out, they're like, why is, this, why is the, the, that MacBook hanging around? Because at that point, it was like a terrible value price-wise for the cost to performance ratio. And it wasn't all that much lighter than the 13-inch. So it was like, what is this 12-inch thing doing here? But Apple did something like rather than lower the price of it, they just got rid of it. And I can't say I'm too happy. I mean, I had this thing. It was, it was two pounds. Like, what were you going to do for a two-pound laptop? I get it. Not everybody wants a laptop that small. But it was, I mean, the, the, the MacBook Air is still three pounds or close to it. So if you really wanted something ultra-portable with Mac OS, that was your option. And, and it's, it's evaporated. It's gone. It was cute, though. I promise you it was cute. But it was ahead of its time. We're, we, we're not ready for one port situations. In fact, I would argue, having switched to this ThinkPad recently, we're not even ready for just Type-C, like just Thunderbolt, like the MacBook Pro. It's so useful. I've Numerous times. I, I was uh, in the basement the other day mm. with the laptop. I was doing a little bit of work. And uh, I mentioned the kids are playing the Spider-Man. And uh, we ran out of ports. So we were charging some controllers up. And I just used one of these old school USB ports. And oh. I was charging one of the controllers. You see, felt like a hero in the moment. If I got the type C, there's no adapter. I'm just, I'm not, it's not a social port yet. Not completely social. Mm -hmm. And so I look at this, this is two and a half pounds. I still have all the ports, which brings me to my next story. In fact, you may have seen this Vio laptop, SX12, making the rounds. A two pound, 12.5 inch laptop with ethernet, HDMI, and VGA ports. And there's a, a, a famous image where you will see it's SX12, Will. Oh. Yeah. No, no, you got the X before the S. There it is over there. Look at all the stuff hooked up to it. SX12. VGA, HDMI, Ethernet, Type-C, two classic USB ports. Sorry, three classic USB. What? In a two-pound package? What? It has as many ports as a four-pound laptop. Are you kidding me right now? It goes on sale in Japan this week for $1,100 and up. No word of when it will be available elsewhere uh, or if it will at all, but it just goes to show you. We don't have to believe this scenario in which they tell us if it's going to be thin, we got to get rid of all your ports. Apparently not. This thing is thin and light, 1.96 pounds, 11.3 by 8 by 0.7 thick. It's got HDMI VGA, gigabit Ethernet, one times USB 3.1 Gen 2 Type-C. One times USB 3.1 Gen 2 Type-A. Two times USB 3 Type-A. SD card slot. And a 3.5 millimeter audio jack. Now, this Vio brand, you know, used to be part of Sony. I believe it was broken out into just a laptop company in Japan now. And they export some of their models. But uh, this is just, this is what it is. This is useful. You bring up that image with all this stuff plugged in and you're like, yeah, I, why do I want to be caught in a, in a situation where I, I need a particular port and I don't have it? Is it really an, an engineering issue? Or is it just th these companies attempting to oversimplify quickly? Like in, in Apple's case with all the dongles and so forth. Now, it's not just Apple. There's a lot of Ultrabook manufacturers 
that have moved on to just Type-C connectors. And I get it. It's the ultimate connector. But then you're in a dongle situation in some cases. And uh, you're just, you just can't interface with as many things. So this showcases the ability to do something different. It does exist. It is possible. Now, granted, from a design perspective, yeah, you could argue it's a bit uglier. You got all these ports hanging out. I mean, for example, if you look at the profile image, the, uh, the VGA port, it, it, it extends beyond the actual frame. So the laptop is thinner than a VGA connector, but they still got it in there. So if you're looking for utility in an ultra-portable package, I just can't imagine uh, really beating this thing at two pounds and tons of utility. Now, the keyboard looks weird to me. The space bar is minuscule. I, don't, I couldn't live that keyboard life. Mm. But I'm just saying, having gone from the singular port dongle situation to the current situation I'm in, got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of upside to having the versatility of alternative ports at times. And I don't know what the right balance is, but it's helpful. Many times when I least expect it, it turns out to be helpful to have a variety of ports. And uh, this thing does. Uh, as far as the rest of the specs, Supports up to Core i7-8565U Whiskey Lake processor, up to 16 gigs of RAM, and one terabyte PCIe NVMe solid-state storage. The panel is uh, 1080p, and bezels are less than 5 millimeters thick, and it has an HD camera above the screen. So that's the remainder of the specs. It's uh, kind of amazing what they can pack in there. Now, speaking of that, I don't know when you're watching this, but we just did the world's smallest Ultrabook, if you recall, uh, we just filmed a video upstairs. I don't know if it's out yet, but if it is, go check it out because that's another example. It's got lots of ports too. And how heavy is that thing, Will? 1.4? 1.4 pound. Oh, man. And uh, so anyway, go check that out. It's You can do things. There's cool products for everyone. They're all out there. I don't know if you heard of this story, Will, but well, first of all, do you, do you, uh, do you drink caffeine at all? Uh, from time to time. A little caffeine. Uh, maybe a coffee a week. I coffee here and there. Tea. But tea is, tea, has, tea has caffeine as well. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So there's a guy. He had a he, he had a protein shake. And he, he put a scoop of caffeine in there. Like powdered caffeine. And he died. Uh, caffeine overdose. Uh, he put the equivalent of 50 cups of coffee by overestimating the amount of powder he put in his in his shake in his protein shake and he and he overdosed or whatever on the on the caffeine and uh it's a story that's making the rounds people are like hey man be careful should this stuff should people be people should be more aware like some are saying oh you have to regulate caffeine now i think most people get it that you got to be kind of careful with it but uh you got we, we got to get the message out there like Caffeine can be lethal, the right dose. And if you're buying it in a powder format, man, it doesn't take much. Not, not as much as you think. The dude had to put a pinch. He put a scoop and, and that's that? Wow, that's too easy. Uh, a teaspoon of caffeine powder can be the equivalent of 50 cups of coffee. So anyway, this got me thinking because I had the personal experience. You know, I drink the Starbucks and whatnot. And I was trying to, I'm really into the, I told you, the, uh, the, the nitro cold brew. And, and they won't serve you a nitro cold brew in the venti size because of the caffeine content and liability. And they're just like, we won't give it to you. Grande Max. And 
at the time I was like, oh, come on. What are you talking? Come on. But now you get a story like this, you start to uh, appreciate that restriction. So I found this article, Caffeine, How Much is Too Much? And it takes a bunch of sort of uh, popular beverages and showcases how much caffeine is in them. Some of these energy drinks are mind-boggling. There's a, an energy drink called Rage Inferno. Like, just, that name just sounds dangerous, doesn't it? And if you drink one of these Rage Infernos, you're at the daily max, which most people consider to be 400 milligrams, but that's going to be different on a per-person basis. There's other energies, energy drinks near the top as well. Bang Energy, Hardcore Energized Bullet, Cocaine Energy Drink, and then you get to a Starbucks Tall Coffee. But a Starbucks Tall Coffee is apparently 65% of your daily intake. So I would say there's been times, Will, where I have gone over the uh, recommended daily. Maybe mm -hmm. today, in fact. And it shows. How dare you? So I'm just going to be more cognizant of it. I think a lot of it's very easy. You know, I've been thinking about how weird it is. Like, we regulate other, a lot of other substances. You can walk into any coffee shop and drink as much coffee as you want. And, and somehow people figure it out. Thank goodness. But uh, should it be advertised a little bit more? I don't know. We're getting the message out there. Don't overdo it. Check the caffeine amount on whatever you're doing. But oh, uh, an easy way to think about it is like you have that coffee. It's pretty much half of what you should have in a day if you're an average adult. If you're, if you're, if you're even more slender or younger, that might be it. It might be a single coffee in a day. Just keep that in mind. I don't know. You start to get some symptoms. And in this guy's case, more than symptoms. So... Interesting thing. I'm always talking about drinking caffeine, so I'm just trying to get the message out mm. there. Uh, parents are hiring coaches to help raise their children phone-free. You didn't know about this. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, smartphone addiction. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on, oh, when should, a, when should a child have a smartphone? How much time should they f spend in front of a screen? This is hilarious, Will. A woman here, she runs a network with 500 coaches and includes a training system. They charge $80 in smaller cities and $250 in larger, in larger cities. Screen consultants come into your home and remind parents how people parented before screens. <laughs> Their recommendations include movement, like playing or painting. People, people don't, Will, people don't even... They, 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 they got the screen in the house and the kid was, you know, addicted to it. And they were just like, oh, I'm going to go sweet. I'm going to go look at my screen now. Or, or I'm going to go uh, do whatever I want to do. Yeah. A lot of kids in restaurants, they just They're have on the screen. iPad or like the iPhone. It's a, it's a parental them. crutch. You just put the screen and shut up. And I would say it's easy. It, that's what I mean. So yeah. people, they just go for it and, it, 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 you right. know. It's the future. So what? I got to let my let my kid do it. So so how do these coaches like come in? Do they give like a PowerPoint or something? <laughs> one of their recommendations is to get a pet. That's one of their recommendations, a dog or a cat. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how well that's going to work. This could be more problems for these families because then the kid neglects the animal and is just back oh. on the screen. Uh, they recommend going outside. Obviously, I think they teach some degree of discipline, like monitoring how much time. They've convinced a certain group. There's a there's a group of people online that uh, have a have a like a I guess it's a Facebook group or something to to have parents restrict 
smartphone use up uh, until the individuals in grade eight, grade eight and up. Mm -hmm. They say like, don't let them have it sooner. Look, man, the addiction thing is for real. Like with Fortnite and gaming and social media and like, absolutely. It's easier than ever. Absolutely. I'm with that. I know about that. Um, I mean, I don't know if addiction is the right word because it's not addiction. It's not a physical. It's not an addiction, but it's like it's compelling. If it wasn't compelling, people wouldn't do it. It's very compelling, especially compared to go outside and kick a soccer ball. What do you mean? I, I got skins to earn. You know, I got uh, my friends are online. Which friends? Do you know them? No, I don't You know? Yeah. It's gotta, compelling. Gotta it's easy. shop online. It's compelling, it's easy. And compelling, I think, is the right word because this stuff is compelling, it is powerful. Let's say that. It's powerful, it's disruptive, it's changing the face of society. Mm. Whether it's, there's a good side to it, there's a bad side to it, it's in the middle, right? It's discipline. You should, you should have, you should know it's there, but, it be, but, but, but train the idea, or maybe train is the wrong word, at least the encourage and, uh, you know, discipline. offer advice about how to interact with it in a way that doesn't impact your life in other places. Like, mm -hmm. like just, just, just manage it mm -hmm. because it's going to be there. And I guess that's what these coaches aim to do. I don't know. It's, fun, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun question to ask the audience. At what age do you think, what age do you think a child should get, their, get a smartphone? Fully connected, in their pocket smartphone. I'm curious to see what people think. I don't even know what I think yet. It's, it's a real tough one to figure out, but... It's like a lot of things in life, Will. Discipline is the key. That's yeah. the key to make it useful for you, to make it work for you. Don't, don't let you work for it. Mm -hmm. You know? That's where I'm at. Let me ask you, when do you think, when should a kid have a smartphone in their pocket 24-7? I don't know, because I do want to keep tabs on them if they're, like, hanging out with friends. Yeah. I would like to know where they're at. What age, Will? Let me hear it. 10, 12. Damn. I mean, a lot of people say it may be early. Maybe early. Maybe. I don't know. I Grade don't know. 8 would be tw yeah, 12, 13, right? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. That territory. All right. Last one for me. Uh, I don't know if you saw you got an Amber Alert this morning. You guys I did, the, yeah. You guys saw the Amber Alert? Uh, Amber Alert, it's like whatever this system, maybe you have it where you live. Everybody gets a notification. It comes on TV. It comes on your phone letting you know that there's been like an abduction or some sort of event you should be aware of. Uh, especially in the case where you could potentially aid in solving the, uh, the situation. I'm sure you've heard of this. Uh, some place in the world might not have it, but people, people here are irritated by it. So yesterday, you have two boys go missing, actually at Upper Canada Mall. Oh yeah, Newmarket. Yeah, at Upper yeah, Canada crazy. Mall. And... Uh, and the Amber Alert goes out, and people, you can't believe this, but people get upset and call 911. And they've been doing this on almost, on almost every Amber Alert since the system went into place here locally. They call 911 to complain that they got an Amber Alert. What? Like, I don't, maybe if you're a little annoyed by it, you're going to call 911, the emergency line, to say you got, to let them know you got an Amber Alert that they know you got. Mm. What do you hope to have happen? 
Are you that out of touch that you think you're going to stop it from happening because you, you bombard 911 and then wreck that uh, institution from doing its job because you're flooding it with calls that are not emergencies? So let me just explain to you what happened because the Amber Alert actually led to the uh, them finding these kids. It works. That's yeah. the that's the thing. It works, and everyone's here complaining. The kids, like in many of these cases, they weren't abducted by a stranger. They were uh, they were with their grandpa, but their grandpa was is not like hundred percent cognizant. He's a, he's seven years old. I don't know if he has issues or not, but he dropped the grandmother off in front of the hospital on Davis, and. He was supposed to go find a parking spot and then go into the office where she was. He didn't. They had no way of contacting him. He just left. He went to the mall. And then he, and then he left there. That was the last place they were seen. He left the mall and then started to just head downtown. And they, she, they obviously called the police to say, hey, he's not familiar with this area. He's apparently from Pickering. And they felt that he wasn't in the right state of mind to take care of these kids. These are young kids, by the way. And that he didn't know where he was or what he was doing, that he was disoriented, which can happen, right? You can have different types of ailments that can, can affect you in that way. And when he was eventually found, he was on Lakeshore Boulevard in Toronto at 4.30 a.m. Well, he was just driving around, man. And I, I the article I read, it was like, oh, um, one of the kids was in diapers still. Oh, man. So it was like a pretty dire situation that this guy, they actually called border services and were like, if this dude tries to cross the border, be aware. Mm. But the Amber Alert is an instant way of, lead, of, of bringing about immediate awareness, not like for the whole public, for all the cops, for everyone who might be looking to look for his vehicle. And so they found him at 4.30 a.m. on Lakeshore. And obviously he had not gone to park the car. He had done something very different. Now, it's not that he was maybe meaning to harm anybody, yeah, see, one of the a two and a four year old boy will. You see that? Like they don't know where they're going or what they're doing, and if he's disoriented for whatever reason, that's a scary situation. And 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 here and and, and here you are calling nine one one about an Amber Alert, and they actually found him. So just stop it, please. Like I read that, and I'm like, I got the Amber Alert too. Like I'm not calling nine one one. So I'm sorry you were dis disrupted, okay? But like, geez, some some things are. Uh, Bit bigger than than uh, your cappuccino, well. <laughs> Why me? Because <laughs> you were one of these people. Well, I'm I'm curious of how many calls they got, really. Well, they got enough. For, they got enough to put out a statement saying, "Please stop calling 911." Yeah. We have been receiving dozens of complaint calls. Do not block 911 lines with non-emergencies. I mean, I uh, people are sick, man. Just yeah. don't do that. Don't and, and and one step further, don't even be irritated. Just be like, okay, I'll be on the lookout. Like, just help out because it's kids you're talking about always with these Amber Alerts. It's all, almost always kids, you know? Yeah. So just come on. Like, there's some some things are bigger than your cappuccino. I'm gonna say that again. You can you can you can quote me on that. Some things are bigger than your cappuccino. Yeah. You understand? All right, well, I gotta get out of here. So let's do one question. Right. Wait, it's a time crunch. It's a time crunch this evening. What do you got? Uh, self-defense, that's the title, from Michael. So, hmm. Lou, I gotta ask, when you're wondering about while you're not doing the show... I'm, when I'm wandering? I don't wandering. wander. Okay, go on. How do you, how do you defend yourself against a mugger? <laughs> do you whip out a CSGO knife, a fancy pepper spray? One is to wander. Wonder. 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 
You got wander and wonder in there. It's very complicated. <laughs> so when I'm when I, when I'm wandering, well, first of all, I don't wander. I got a point if I'm going somewhere, especially like high high profile, high stakes situation where I might get mugged. I'm probably heading from A to B. I probably got a place to go. Uh. I mean, to be fair, Toronto is a relatively safe city, so I'm not like, I'm not all that worried about getting mugged. Have you guys, either of you ever been mugged? No. Well, actually, I do have some stories about that, but I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for later because I all came right. out on top. I came out on top just with the, just with the, uh, the gifts, mm. you see, just with the gifts and no extracurricular. The Y.I. Otis. <laughs> the Y.I. I came out on top. I came out on top with a fist wag. You understand? But if I was, you know, if I had to choose one of those, I'm not stabbing anyone. So the pepper spray is a good move, I guess. Um, people recover from it. I don't know. I think, yeah, look, people are going to think this is sappy or whatever, but I think it's an, like your ultimate tool is your awareness of the situation and where you are. Your Spidey sense. I'm coming back to that mm. Spider-Man game. He gets the sense before the bad thing happens. I think if you bring your awareness and you don't put yourself into certain situations, you can actually do really well through disengagement, distance, and like just being cognizant of shady individuals or locations or circumstances. So... I'm saying that's th that's my number. That's the go-to. Okay, then uh, what what if this ha does happen? If I get mugged, yeah, then I gotta go back to the gifts. <laughs> no, I don't. I I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I my my stuff is simple. When am I in it? Where? Well, at the grocery store. What? Uh, parking lot. What do you want me? What are you trying to tell me? You want me to yeah. hold? A, you want me to carry a piece in the glove box? What do you want me to do? Yeah. I don't even think you. We can got have. a couple samurai knives. Okay, here. all right, fine. You convinced me. I'll put a samurai in the trunk. Okay. That's probably illegal. There you Wait. go. Willie do making illegal suggestions. I think pepper spray is a good move for the average person. You're not going to kill anyone. Will you will you use your phone for defense? What am I going to do on my phone? No, like as a weapon. Just slam the phone? Yeah. I don't think I I don't think I would think about that. Okay. Unless I had that skull phone from that recent oh, video. Yeah. That thing weighed Super a billion boy. pounds, so. Taser phone. No, that was illegal. That led to that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's a whole different story for another day. Anyway, there it is. We 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 saw it all, we said it all. Life is bigger than your cappuccino.